Talk to me, sing to me, tell me that you love me. Ha <laughs> ha. Communication. How do you like people to talk to you and do you find out how to talk to other people so that your communication is effective? And there's a really interesting quote that I was brought up with because I had a religious background. Uh, it's called the golden rule, do unto others as you would like done unto you, which I think is very disrespectful because of course what I like isn't necessarily what other people like. So how do you communicate effectively with everybody that comes into your life? And people ask me this question on a pretty regular basis. So whether you are a parent and you want to communicate with your children, a teacher, you want to communicate with your students, you're a boss, you want to communicate with your team, you're a coach and you want to communicate with your players, how do you do it effectively? And I think that the biggest challenge there is that we talk about the team or the group or the people or the children versus each individual person. So I'm very privileged that I was taught a very long time ago that perhaps that golden rule doesn't work. Do unto others as they would like done unto them, which is the platinum rule versus how I want to be treated. And the most important part of that is that each individual person that you come in contact with, that I come in contact with, is a unique individual person. Uh, I've been to so many communication seminars and workshops and conferences and, and heard a lot of people talk about communication, particularly about how to communicate with a team if you're a boss, a coach, uh, if you're a teacher, how to communicate with your students. And what's very confusing to me is that that conversation is always about a group of people. So if I'm in a room of people and I'm talking to a group of people, it's not a group of people. It's a, there's all a individual people that just happen to be in the same place at that particular time. So how do I communicate effectively with every single person I come in contact with? And is it possible that we need to treat people, we need to uh, value people as an individual person? So that's not a teenager, that's a person that's in front of me now. A lot of people say to me, Rowie, how do you communicate so effectively with children? You don't have any children. How can you go to schools and I chat to five-year-olds and seven-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds and then I go to business conferences and chat with 55-year-olds and 85-year-olds? Because that's not who they are. Each person that I come in contact with is a unique individual person. They've got different desires, different wants, different dreams, different goals. They come from a different background, a different culture. They've got a way of thinking. They've got a life experience that I could never assume to understand. So if I want to communicate effectively, surely I have to find out about the person, not treat them as if, oh, that's an old person, so I'm going to treat them a certain way, or that's a child, so I'm going to speak to them a certain way. Have you noticed that often when we're in communication with a child, we talk to them in child tones? One of the things that I find really interesting, particularly when I chat with somebody that's a, a younger person, uh, I don't treat them as a child, I just treat them like a human being, whether they're five or 55. So that unique individual, what's their name? What do they like? What don't they like? What excites them? What makes them angry? What do they like to eat? Where do they like to go? What do they like to do? What, what do they believe in? What are their core values? What's their life experience? Uh, and then just lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. And you, you might be really surprised because people share with me, and, and unfortunately a little bit too regularly, oh, but people don't want to talk, Rowie. I'd like to ask you this personal question. 
When was the last time that you had the opportunity to talk, where you felt comfortable to talk, not awkward, not embarrassed, and you could just talk, and the person that was listening seemed genuinely interested in what you had to say? They didn't interrupt, they didn't pass judgment, they didn't tell you what to do, they didn't tell you their story. Have you noticed often when you talk about you, somebody will say, oh yeah, I've done that too, or I've been there too, or this is my experience in that situation. I'm not talking about that kind of conversation. I'm talking about somebody that genuinely listens to you talk and they ask you questions and they listen to the answers and they ask you more questions about your answers. They lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and they actively listen. They're genuinely interested in you. When was the last time that happened to you? Now, a lot of people share with me that that's never happened to them. Rowie, I've never had somebody that's been genuinely interested in what I've had to say. Or I might have one or two people in my life who are very close to me who seem genuinely interested in what I've got to say. But it's a basic human need, did you know that? For us to share our inner feelings and to share what's important to us and to share what's happened to us and just to have somebody be genuinely interested in us makes us feel good. It's it's a human need. So if I want to communicate effectively with any human being, could it be a really great idea to tap into that basic human need of being genuinely interested? Now, here's the key here, though. If you're not genuinely interested, you can't pretend to be. You can't, well, I want to sell them something or I want to sleep with them or I want to get a job, so I'm going to listen to them talk. It can't be that reason. If you really want to build relationships with somebody, if you really want somebody to care about you, is it important that you care about them, be interested in them, love them first? And it might sound a little bit airy-fairy, but how, how can we have a personal relationship, a strong, rock-solid, happy, beautiful relationship with anybody if we're not genuinely interested in them? And if we are genuinely interested in somebody else, is it possible or more likely that they will be genuinely interested in us? Now, that might not be the case. You might give, give, give in every conversation and be genuinely interested in the other person and they don't give a damn about you. But that says more about them than it says about you. And that's a situation that I find myself in on a fairly daily basis. I was taught that golden rule. I was brought up with it. Do unto others as you like to be done unto you. It didn't make any sense to me. So I applied, do unto others as they would like done unto them. And that's how I've lived my life. Ask questions, listen to the answers, be genuinely interested, remember what people shared with you, and live a life that's, how can I learn if I'm not genuinely interested in other people? That's probably the selfish part of that. If I want to become a better person, I have to learn from other people. If I just know what I know, that's very limited. My only life experience can come from other people's experience. I have to ask questions and listen to the answers. So that's probably the the selfish part of that. So I'm very genuinely interested in other people because I want to learn from them. So if I'm chatting to a a person that's five years of age, to me that's not a child, that's a person. I might just have to get down in a lower position because they're a bit shorter than me. Uh, If I'm communicating with somebody that's got uh, grey hair and wrinkles on their face, it's not an old person, it's just a person with a life experience and they're the people that I think I can learn the most from. It's one of the interesting things I find in society right now where I, I observe young people treating old people as if they're children again. They, they talk to old people as if they don't have any brains or they're stupid. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sharing that as an observation because I think it's quite sad because that more mature person with the grey hair and the lines on their face, think about what they've experienced in their life. 
I use my mother as an example because people used to treat, and I'm using my mum because I was in that situation. My mother at 80, 90 years of age, people would treat her like she was an old lady. But my mother, can you imagine when you, when you were born and you've lived on the planet for as long as she had, she has experienced so many changes. She went through the Second World War as a nurse. She married a man that was in Auschwitz concentration camp. She came as a refugee to Australia. She had six children. Uh, she was a, a driven woman who did amazing things with her life. And yet but when she was 80 and 90, people treated her again like she was a child. And I just think that's sad, not for my mother. Of course, it's disrespectful to my mother, but sad for the people that didn't take the time to ask her questions about her amazing life and learn from her experience. How can we learn about another person if we aren't genuinely interested in them? How can we learn for our own opportunity if we don't ask questions and listen to the answers? So it's a simple, and when people ask me, I always answer in exactly the same way. Rowie, how do I communicate with children? How do I communicate with professional people? How do I communicate with an elite athlete? I've had the privilege to meet some famous people, some billionaires, some people who are five, some people who are 55, some people who are 105. I've got a great example. I met a man in Sardinia initially. He was 103 years of age. I didn't speak Italian, he didn't speak English, but we communicated really effectively. Then a man came along who could speak both Italian and English, so he did a bit of translation for us. And we had this great conversation, and I learned so much about living to 103. Can you imagine how much that man has seen? And I went to Sardinia specifically because I wanted to learn why do people live so long, particularly in Sardinia. It's one of the blue zones in the world. And I learned so much from a conversation. I didn't, I just asked questions and, and genuinely listened to the answers, which helped my life immensely. So it is a selfish thing. I get that. If I learn from other people, it adds value to my life. But I have to be open to learning. So when people ask me, Rowie, how do I communicate effectively with all these different people, different age groups? My answer is always the same. It's not a different group of people. It's not a different age group. It's just a person. I've met some five-year-olds who are really smart and they can teach me so much. I've met some 55-year-olds who I, the reason I learn from them is I don't want to have a life like that. I look at the, the, the life experience that they've had and the things that they have or haven't done and that's how I learn from them. But how can I learn if I didn't ask questions? We often assume, this is a, it's something I was very privileged to have been taught a very long time ago, never overestimate other people and never underestimate yourself. We often meet famous people or rich people or somebody that we think is important and we treat them differently. Why? They're just people. They're people who tinkle in the morning, they eat food, they breathe air, they wear clothes, they're just people. And how would I find out about their life experience if I don't ask questions? So rather than be intimidated by people, rather than being scared of people, rather than thinking, how do I communicate with these people? They're not people, they're just a person. And I've got this beautiful set of questions that I always use. The questions are always identical. It's just the answers that are completely different every single time. So I, every time I meet somebody, it goes like this. Tell me about you. What's important to you? Why is that important to you? Where do you want to do it? When do you want to do it? How will you feel if you do? How will you feel if you don't? Are you on track or off track to doing it? What are you going to do to make sure that it happens? What, what plans have you got in place to make sure that you can do that? Is there anything that I can do to help? Is there any are there any barriers or anything that's happened in the past that stopped you from doing that? And I lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen. Whether the person is 5 or 15 or 55 or 103. 
I would love you to have great relationships with everybody in your life. Even the people that are horrible to you, the people that are nasty to you, surely they can add value to our lives. Maybe that the only thing we learn from those people is I don't want to be that kind of person. But how do I find out how to not be that kind of person if I don't ask questions? Never overestimate other people, never underestimate yourself and always make sure that you ask questions so that you can learn about the other person. Could that be a really good idea? Treat every person like an individual human being rather than a group. And last but not least, if you are communicating in any way, shape or form with the group, is it possible that everybody in that, each individual person, whether it's 10 people in the room or 100 people in the room or 10,000 people in the room, each one of those people needs to feel like you're talking directly to them. And I'll give you a beautiful example of that. I went to a conference in, I was in the Brisbane Entertainment Centre and it was General Schwarzkopf who was the leading general in the first Iraqi war, American general. And I was way at the back in a stadium of 8,000 people and I felt like he was talking directly to me. Now, he didn't even know that I was there, of course, but I just felt that he was talking directly to me. And that is a leadership skill, I'm sure. That's why he could lead so many people into war, because he was a general that could communicate effectively. Well, is it possible that the only way to do that is to not talk to people as a collective group, but to talk to each individual person? So rather than, hi, team, hi, guys, how is everyone? How about, how are you? And what's happening with you and what can I do for you? So that the person that you're talking to feels like you're talking directly to them. If you're genuinely interested in people, perhaps we need to learn more about people. Communication is easy. Treat people the way that they want to be treated and how do we know how they want to be treated if we don't ask. Ask people about them, lean forward, maintain eye contact, open body language and actively listen to the answers. And is it possible that that would be a great way to live life to the max? Because we'll learn so much more, we'll have quality relationships and the people that share with us will be sharing with us because they know that we are genuinely interested in what they've got to say. Live your life to the max. Thank you for coming to Romax and thank you for being the person that listens. I think it's something that's missing in the world.